0: Hey y'all, this is Allison. Before we start, a reminder to sign up for the free spring cleaning course. If it's not spring, you can call it the Decluttering Challenge. It is a five-day challenge to declutter your home, mind, body, and soul, and it's freaking awesome. Go to aligndesigns.co, click on online courses, and it'll be the first one listed as you scroll down. This is Align Designs, the show about creating a life of ease and flow and encouraging women to be 100% authentically themselves by following their inner authority and practicing transparency and vulnerability. This is the place where you can collect all the tools to help you construct your best life through the lens of human design. Here's your host, Allison Cullen. To the Align Designs podcast. This is Allison, your host, and I hope that everybody is having a great end to your summer. Where I'm recording this in August, you might be listening to this at another time. But currently, it is the beginning of August, 2021, and. Man, it's been an interesting 18 months or so. Hopefully you're listening to this way in the future and you're like, what, COVID, I forgot about that. That was a crazy couple years. I wanted to record an episode for you guys. I am in this conversation quite a bit. You might know or you might not know, I have a mini course called Mama Needs a Wine Break. It is not just for mothers, It is honestly for anyone, but it is a 10-11 day journey, guided journey, day by day on taking a short break from alcohol. And I don't know if anybody else was in the same situation that I was in, but 2020 was a really interesting year and a year where I found myself drinking quite a bit. And not drinking socially, drinking at home by myself or with my husband or while on Zooms with friends or whatever. And this, I don't want you to just turn this off or not listen to this because you think it's going to be a shame spiral or anything. I think this is just, if alcohol is in your life, then and you weren't pregnant in the year of 2020, you were probably drinking quite a bit more than normal and maybe you still are. But anyways, it was a year that made me really reevaluate my relationship with alcohol. While I'm recording this, I am currently on month, between month eight and nine of not drinking and it feels really awesome I am having like a lot of feelings about it cause we're coming, I had promised myself that I was gonna take an entire year off of drinking cause that's just something that I've never done. I took quite a bit of time off drinking when I was pregnant but honestly that's like a little bit easier to do especially the first few months if you don't feel well it's you don't wanna eat or drink anything or you just wanna eat things that make you feel better. I took some time off drinking while I was pregnant but that's entirely different from taking time off drinking just because you're choosing to for yourself or whatever reasons that you have not because you're growing a human inside of you and this is the first time that I've consciously and intentionally done this since I started drinking which was really I think I was like 17 or so. If you haven't yet taken my wine break course I highly recommend doing so. The intro video is pretty vulnerable and deep And yeah, I'm not going to talk about a lot of the stuff that I end up talking about in that video. So if you want to dive deeper and hear all the super vulnerable parts of my story and my relationship with alcohol, you can do the wine break course. I'll link it in the show notes below. But... I did want to talk about what these past 8 months have been like. With the wine break course, that's just 10 days. So, and it's great and you will feel amazing and you will get a lot of I feel like clarity just around life and your body and your soul and your spirit and everything. I don't think it takes very long of getting alcohol out of your system and being intentional about it not just like being like okay i'm going to take 10 days off but really thinking about your relationship with alcohol each day and every i give you lots of exercises throughout that week and a half to go through to to be really intentional and think about it and reevaluate it and the point is not to come to the end of the 10 days and you never drink alcohol again it has to be something that you decide and and one thing that i do encourage is for you to just at the end of the 10 days for you to plan your next 10-day break, whether that be in a month or two months or three months from your first break that you took. But just because it gives you a little bit of clarity and helps you just be intentional and actually think through the reasons why you do drink in the first place. So so the point of that whole tangent was to say that my wine break course is not to get you to take a year off or eight months or whatever. It's to get you to listen to your intuition and see what you feel like is right for you. Maybe just the 10-day break is good for you and maybe you do that once a year or something. Or maybe you take one month off of drinking or maybe you take three months off of drinking or a year or whatever that looks like to you. But I, coming up on almost a year, being alcohol-free, I'm realizing what a, an interesting sort of path that it's been, <laughs> In these eight months, I think that, so the first couple of weeks that I quit drinking, and just to give you a little bit of backstory, I tried to quit drinking in the middle of 2020. In May of 2020, I took, I think, like three weeks off of drinking and it was great. And I read this book called Quit Like a Woman, which was amazing, I highly recommend it. I talk about it a little bit in the course. And I quit for three weeks and then stuff just got hard and it was my way of winding down I just got back into that habit and then slowly started having these like little god nudges of like okay you're drinking a little bit every day and For some people, that might be totally okay. For me, it didn't feel right. I have a young child. I was waking up not feeling great. I was not being my best self. The world was crazy. We were renovating a house. Our environment was crazy. And I was just making it crazier by continuing to drink two or three glasses of wine every night. And not feeling great the next day. And honestly, I think it was a little bit of belated postpartum anxiety and depression that that was always there and then I just didn't realize it and if you don't know alcohol is a depressant so if you have any sort of depression feelings it's just going to make it worse and alcohol causes anxiety so if you have any feelings of anxiety alcohol just makes it worse even though it makes it feel better for a little bit which it's usually like about 20 minutes then after that it just makes each of those it's like pouring gasoline on a fire but so that's what in November of 2020 I was like okay I'm going to take some time off and originally I had just planned on taking through the end of the year Till New Year's, and then reevaluating. In the back of my head, I was like, mm, this could be a longer thing, or this could be something for the rest of my life. But I knew that for somebody who was a daily drinker, I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic. I think that's such a funny word. <laughs> I think honestly, probably like 99% of drinkers are alcoholics, but I just think it's such a shame-based word and, you know, everybody has their beliefs on like whether that is actually a disease or there's other components of it, if there's like mental or emotional components or whatever, but that's a whole, that could be a whole other podcast episode. In my case, I just felt like it was a bad habit that wasn't helping me be my best self, was causing some issues because some. Sometimes when drink, I drank, was, it was great. I felt wonderful. I had fun. And then sometimes it would be a little too much and my demons would come out and just issues that I had pushed down for years or decades would come up. And that's when I was like sort of relaxed enough or in my subconscious enough for those things to come up. So for me, it was a lot more of a... I need to take this out of my life so that I can clean up these deep, deeper issues. And in doing so, I realized how much better I operate as a human being, as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner, without alcohol in my life. So it's been very interesting. But the first couple of weeks, I really felt amazing. And that's sort of the purpose of that 10-day wine break, even though that might sound like, A long time for anybody who hasn't taken a break in a while you really will feel amazing by the end of it like you feel so freaking good so I felt great but then we started getting into the holidays. And the holidays can be stressful. You're around family and friends and there's more social activities and there's presents to buy and there's expectations and all of these things. So part of me was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing deciding to quit drinking right before the holidays? How am I going to get through this? But I did. And I was very proud of myself. And it still wasn't easy and lots of stuff came up. I remember there was different times where I would just have, I would either have feelings of just, I don't know, there were feelings of rage sometimes. And I think that was just anger and rage from decades that I hadn't really let myself feel. I would always, my like go-to, I don't think I even realized it all of these years, the past 20 years that I've been drinking, that I would just go to having a glass of wine if I felt anything uncomfortable. And it would be so cool if I could live a life of like, hey, I only drink when I feel amazing and to have like a sense of celebration. But that is not the reality for me. I was using wine, usually wine was my go-to, sometimes a margarita. Man, I still sometimes, just to be honest, I still sometimes miss a good frozen margarita or a crisp glass of rosé or whatever it's the summertime right now so those are the the drinks of choice but I really just was using it as something to lower the pain prevent me from feeling those hard feelings and give me a little bit of pleasure especially as a parent as a mother at the end of a day of, you know, I went nine months growing a human being and then she came out and beer apparently helps with milk supply, which is, was a whole other, thing. <laughs> that's not, you don't need beer to be able to breastfeed. But I had this like, story in my head that I was telling myself, Oh, I can have a beer every once in a while. And then you're just so tired at the end of the day. And you're like, Oh, let me just have like a little like 20 minutes of pleasure, please. And a beer or wine was that thing for me. And I, I think that with our culture these days, that's such a normalized thing. And I don't think it's good to shame people. And I don't, that's not my goal here, but I just never even thought that I just thought I was normal. I thought I was a normal mom. I thought I was normal and that it was okay and that it was justified for me to have this glass of wine, which over a few months can turn into two glasses of wine. Add COVID ridiculousness pandemic coming out right after you've gotten out of your fourth trimester and it could be three glasses of wine on a Friday or Saturday and then you woke waking up hungover the next day. So anyways, it was a combination of a lot of different things that made me realize that alcohol was a crutch that I was leaning on that if I continued to keep it in my life it was only going to be more and more of a crutch and I would never be able to just really walk on my own again if that makes sense and I'm very I'm like almost jealous of the moms who can go and go to a restaurant and have a glass of wine and then that's fine. But that was not me. Like I would have two glasses of wine at the restaurant and then come home and have a little bit more. I was the kind of person who would have a happy hour drink at 3:30 or 4 p.m. And really there was times that I tried to be like, okay, I'm only drinking on the weekends or I'm only drinking Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I had all these rules around it but almost that starts driving you crazy because then when you prevent yourself from having something and you have rules around something, it's almost just like, I don't know, decision fatigue almost. You're like, okay, which days am I going to drink this week? Or how many drinks am I going to have today? Am I going to have one? Is it going to be okay to stop it there? Are people going to think that I'm weird? Like all of that kind of stuff. And for me. The decision to just take it off the plate altogether and not have it have to be a decision where it's just like, no, I don't drink. I'm not drinking for a year. Maybe more. I'm not sure. I have not gotten there yet. That to me is easier than having the rules and constrictions and schedules and decisions, if that makes any sense. And if anything I'm talking about, you guys want to chat about one-on-one, you can totally DM me. You can totally take the wine course. It will go over a lot of this stuff and help you think about it on for yourself and to figure out what is best for you. Because not everybody is the same. Not everybody is the type of drinker that I was. I think that even if you, you drink just like once a month, it's still a great idea to take a look at your relationship with alcohol. Especially if you drink several times a week, then that's something that you need to look at because it is is—it is a part of your life. It is a relationship in your life. And you want to make sure that you're the one who is in control of that relationship and a substance is not in control of your life. So anyways, the first couple of months, I would say, you know, the first couple of weeks were honestly easy and fun and I felt amazing the first few weeks after that were a little bit harder there was a lot of emotions coming up a lot of hard stuff coming up a lot of feelings that I hadn't felt a lot of things that didn't make sense I was like why am I having this anger why am I having this sadness why and I think a lot of it was just from this past year like 2020 honestly like fear anxiety, frustration, lack of control, all of that kind of stuff was coming up and manifesting through me in like rage and anger and whatever. Like there were times that I would snap at my husband and I'm like, oh my God, this is not you. This is me. When I would normally go and pour myself a glass of Cabernet, this is me having to feel those feelings and it freaking sucks. But that part didn't last so long and it's weird looking back on it because I'm like oh I wouldn't want to go through that again but it was almost like a detoxing period not from the alcohol but like front like my emotions and stuff so by the time I quit drinking in November November was great December and January were a little hard and then by February I felt very like everything had got all the big feelings had gotten out and if anybody is from Texas you know that in February was when we had our winter storm and both of our houses here had major damage to them <laughs> and it was like a oh my gosh like just a low blow from the universe I'm like what is happening here why is this all happening so that was like crazy but man I dealt with it way better than I would have if I was drinking, and. Then in March, a lot of like old, old stuff started coming up, stuff from my childhood and adolescence and college and early twenties and stuff. And that was really interesting and very eye opening into a lot of things in life. And this is something just for like my therapist. (laughs) I won't go into all the details, but that was really crazy. And then in I think in May of this year is when I found this book called The Presence Process. Highly recommend it. I'm actually going to add it onto the wine break course because I think it's an important part. If you're doing longer than the 10 days, if you end up going to like taking a month or two off, I would highly recommend this book. Honestly, well, that's scratch that. I would recommend The Presence Process book to literally every human being. That talks about learning how to be present, learning how to be be with your emotions instead of putting band-aids on them cuz every time that we put band-aids on any emotion, it doesn't just disappear. It goes into our body and it can cause disease, inflammation, health issues. It can cause emotional issues, it can cause depression and anxiety, it can cause, it can be a source of addictions, whether that be alcohol or anything else that you use to numb yourself, which I know we all do that in one way or another, it doesn't always have to be substances, it can be, you know, it can be social media, it can be listening to podcasts (laughs) instead of letting yourself feel things, which I that's a thing I have. It could be reading. Sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, I just need to go put my nose in a book instead of deal with my life right now. And you have to figure out for yourself what is healthy for you, how often you do certain things, how often you let yourself do certain things, and then how often you actually feel those feelings so that they can like release and be done and get out of your system and not be blocks to manifesting and having the life of your dreams and all of that kind of stuff. Not to say I am there yet, I think that this sort, I would almost call it like an archaeological dig (laughs) is going to probably take more than four more months. I had planned on taking 12 months off of drinking and now I'm like "Eh, I might need a little bit more time to do this digging and to really make sure that all those unintegrated emotions from adolescence and childhood and my 20s and all of that stuff are integrated. They're felt. They are released And that if I choose to drink in the future, it's not going to be something that I'm using to numb feelings I don't want to feel. And it's not going to be something that's going to relax me enough so that any unintegrated emotions can come up. It's going to be something that I do every once in a while to celebrate life, period. And not feel the need to, you know, get wasted, get drunk, black out any of those kind of things because that is where things then go bad that you have to rehabilitate from. <laughs> and I was there so much in my 20s and 30s honestly. Anyways, so currently, I've dealt with a lot of the I think emotions from the past year and a half. Things still come up. There's still as as are with all of us. There's still a ton of things that trigger us currently we're going back into like a slight lockdown um, because of the variant with the virus and I know that triggers people in all different ways you know so I'm still having to deal with that but most of those big big issues from the past 18 months I've, I've, I've dealt with quite a bit and I've filtered out and I've gotten out of my system and now it's just anything new that comes up any new triggers or new tests I work through those one by one now I'm still working through the presence process book turning 38 this year so that's 38 years of unintegrated emotions that you're going through like he sort of takes you in cycles of seven years so for me what is that like six cycles worth of of life stuff life shit and unintegrated emotions so that's what I'm currently working through that I think is gonna take a little bit longer than I want it to but man every time I it's been magical it has made me so much more magnetic every time that I sort of find something some other emotion that I've buried and pushed way down And it's, and it's been able to float up to the top and re-trigger me. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, that's from when I was 17. Jesus. Like I'm able to work with that. And sometimes it takes a few weeks or a month or so. And then I'm able to just let it go and let it float up and out and out of my body and out of my subconscious and out of my system. And that's going to be, I'm a control freak and I'm very impatient so for me, that's going to be the hard part is that this is this might take a while. So I will update you guys on this process, on where I stand once I come up to having one year of being alcohol-free. And part of me is like, mm, maybe during that time, I'll be like, okay, let me have a night where I have a couple of glasses of wine, see how I feel, and then reevaluate. And then maybe take another year off or be like, okay, let me take three months and do really concentrate on the present stuff and then reevaluate from there. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm not sure what lies, lies beyond the 12 months for me. However, I know this has been the most magical year of my life so far amidst a really hard year in the world. (laughs) And You know, other than the health benefits and just feeling mentally a lot more stable and a lot more joy in my life and a lot more gratitude. It's been something that I, as a control freak, that I can have control over. And I'm like, wow. I don't know if I thought that I was strong enough to go a whole year without alcohol in my life because it was one of my best friends. And it's, there's still times where I grieve that relationship and then it's it's almost like when you have, like, a bad relationship, you know, bad somebody you shouldn't be with or a friendship that's gone sour or something, and you're like, ah, oh, they're in my life, but I know it's best for them to not be in my life. That's how I feel in my grieving process with alcohol. Um, <laughs> but it's crazy because if I do ever have a relationship with alcohol in the future, it will be totally transformed, and I am not going to depend on it for soothing me if that makes sense and it's never going to be a band-aid it's just going to be something that i am in control over and that brings more joy to a situation rather than causing me shame or pain or avoidance or denial or anything like that so i know this was a interesting solo episode but I just wanted to be super vulnerable and share this with you. If you want to dig into the way more vulnerable part of my story, you are more than welcome to join us on the wine break course. It's really fun. Every single student who has taken it has personally messaged me like dm'd me or emailed me and been like oh my gosh thank you and shared it with friends and I know that we have a few groups of gals that are getting ready to start it together it's always fun to do it with a couple of accountability buddies so if you feel like that is calling you and that feels like a good next step for you and a way to help you increase your magnetism and call in some of your manifestations for the rest of the year I would highly recommend Doing the wine break course. You will not regret it. And DM me on Instagram once you've signed up. I'm excited to root you on. Thanks for listening. For more Aligned Designs and to connect with Allison, go to AlignedDesigns.co. A production of the Sound Off Media Company. bar the host of your wellness journey a podcast all about self-care nutrition and physical and emotional wellness i'll teach you all about owning your wellness and understanding your personal healing journeys every week you'll hear on how to conquer your mind body obstacles and understanding your gifts subscribe or follow to your wellness journey in all the places you would expect to find a podcast.